everybody, welcome to 1v1. I am your host, Eddie V. Joining me as always is the Wise Wisconsinite. Hey, how's it going? I was waiting for you to say my name. I know, name I was again. waiting for it too. <laughs> oh, Jesse Duncan! I'm sorry! <laughs> everybody is the Wise Wisconsinite, Mr. Jesse Douglas. How's it going, everyone? Definitely our boss man and producer for this episode, Mr. Corey Derrick. I'm in the background, so you can't see me. And you guys, <laughs> we have a phenomenal guest. I Aww. am, I, I, yes, I, I don't know how to say this, but he is a singer, a songwriter, a musician, a producer, literally multi-talented. <laughs> you know, he's been in a lot of bands. He actually has some new work out there that you guys really should go and check out. It's really good. Hailing from Appleton, Wisconsin, or as he calls it, the Miles Miles in Music. I think home of the Mile. That's home of the Mile of Music. That's a festival. Ah. Yeah, I said home of Mile of Music. That's a, a very popular festival around here. Um, unfortunately, will not be happening this year. Um, yeah. Can't imagine <laughs> why, but but uh, yeah, that's it's a it's um it's an all original music festival that goes on for uh, three to four days. Um, I can't remember. You know, usually to the later of the week through the weekend. Uh, bands from all over the country come tour Mile of Music, Appleton, Wisconsin. So I just put in um, Appleton, Wisconsin, home of Mile of Music, just nice. just because that's so- something something we can say about our city, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes, everybody, please welcome John Tyler Starr. Hello, good sir. Good. How are we doing? I am Pretty doing great. Good. good. Yes. Um, if you guys didn't know, he has um been in previous bands andy freeze and the stars um he has like i said his summer own music out and you guys he is super talented like crazy like <laughs> you can hear i his appreciate inf- it thank you yes you can hear his influence of pop punk of hip-hop of country and other styles so we're going to get into it but before we do that um hopefully you guys are following us on twitter at boss rush podcast follow us on facebook and also check our our youtube page boss rush gaze and our um homepage bossrushgaze.com so john um tell a little us a little bit about yourself and go ahead and plug also where people can find you um well you said a lot about it already um <laughs> I just, um, after years and years of not writing music for a long time, I did a lot of touring in the past, um, put a couple records out on some indie labels years and years ago. And I guess I just kind of took a big break on all of that. Um, I was still involved in music. I I've done a lot of stage work, um, live sound recording, um, as a musician singer and in, in, uh, in various types of cover bands and whatnot. But, um, I guess this quarantine thing kind of really, um, um, gave me the influence to, to, to get creative again for once. It's been a long time. And I decided to, to go under my own name, John Tyler star. I always went by John Tyler. I added the star on the end to, to make the correlation to my band, the stars, just to kind of, kind of show that as a sequel to, to that kind of where that band left off, I'll say 2006 or so it's been about 14 years and, mm-hmm. So it's almost kind of like, like the sequel to that band, not really, but kind of. So I just wanted that connection made there. Um, what else was I going to say? 
I've and with with that, I, I have two singles out um, right now. You can find them on Spotify, Apple Music, iTunes, uh, YouTube, you name it, etc. Um, those those songs are available for for streaming, um, downloads, etc. I also just released a website, JohnTylerStar.com, that that um, is also available to 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 check out pictures, music, etc. That's another reason I had the star on the name because then I got the donname.com. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and you can and you can listen to the the old the old stars uh, album on there, the full albums on there, and everything, and, yes, and that, good, that 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 great music video that you guys made. Good, good, good call. <laughs> good well, call. Yes, I, I, sorry, I. No, no, no. Go ahead. No, that's fine. I said good call, Jesse. Um, yes, the I did. Um, at least for now, I did put up the entire the stars album it was called silhouette that was put out in 2005 or 2006 depending on there was two different releases long story um pushing 15 years ago here and i did put that up on my website um for 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 the people that that do remember that music and want to check that music out that's available for free streaming um from my from my website i also do have that submitted into iTunes, Spotify, et cetera. And that should be coming out real soon. Um, nice. Out on those platforms as well. So Nice. So, so how did your musical journey start? Like what age uh, were you at when you started making music? And what style of music, you know, started influence you uh, to get into creating this content? That's a good question. Um, well, I really can't even remember when I started because I was that young. My, mm-hmm. uh. My grandma had a, an upright grand piano in our playroom, and you know I was plunking on that since probably before my head was just above the keys, you know. <laughs> and and uh, my grandma taught me some simple songs on the piano. My grandma played piano, and she taught me, um, you know, like "You Are My Sunshine" and and uh, you know a lot of like, you know, simple what do you call it? Like those, those classic, um, Stunner. you know, those songs, everybody knows twinkle had a little star, all the, all that kind of stuff. I can't, I can't think of a name to categorize that, but I think you know what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I learned a lot of that, those tunes. So I think, I guess piano was kind of my, my first instrument. Um, I got interested in the guitar. I think I, I, um, you know, I'd, I'd stumble across a guitar at somebody's house and I'd always want to play on it. Um, my, my music teacher in sixth grade played guitar. She always played the piano when we sang like in music class, you know? Yeah. And then Mm -hmm. then this one song, she played the guitar and I was like, cool, cool. Why do you play? And I had had to ask her after school, like why she played the guitar on that song and, and what chords you play and how to play those chords on the song we were doing in school. So I thought it was cool to come home and learn the song that I did. I I never got to play it in the class. I kind of wanted to, I don't think she let me, but I was only like 10 at the time. And, uh, then I ended up just getting a guitar kind of pretty much self-taught, you know, and just picking up things from, from people here and there, like my music teacher. And, and, uh, if I ever was in a situation where there was a live band playing at a wedding or something like that, I was always the kid asking all the questions. I was always, you know, asking, <laughs> asking all the musicians, how, not only how to play things like how they hook up the speakers and how they hook up the lights and how they mm-hmm. which uh, which kind of kind of also propelled me into that 
side of it, which I, I do a lot of the background work as well. I do a lot of sound lighting production in the background. I do a lot of work like that as well. So, Isn't it fascinating as a young kid when you get into music and you want to uh, just educate yourself and just... Right. Like mm-hmm. you want to learn the mixing, you want to learn the piano and stuff like that, and just like en- engage it. Doesn't it feel fun? Yeah, it's it almost yeah. it's it's kind of like when you play with your kids' toys again with your kid. <laughs> almost, especially when I haven't done it like 10, 15 years. Like the writing part of it, it's almost like man, I remember when this was so fun and so and so. Uh, you know, I had no other worries and. Yeah, maybe even came a little bit easier to you because, you you know, like if you're used to it and then Mm -hmm. haven't done it for a while, I could see where it would, uh, you know, like probably be like like riding a bike in some ways. But at the same time, it's but at the same time, yeah, you have an issue, you know, just trying to get back into that mindset of how. You know how you want to write your songs and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, speaking of songwriting, how did you get into that part of music, a songwriting? Uh, um, I started songwriting as a teenager. Um, I think a lot of why. Well, I don't. I don't know. Um, what really made me, I, I know, I, I know I've, I've always played around with notes on the, even when, you know, I was telling you at my grandma's house mm-hmm. on the piano mm-hmm. and, oh, you know, I don't, I couldn't even tell you or remember what, what, but I know I did that. You know, I'd write things. Um, I think like in middle school, when, when being in a band started, it was kind of like, that was like, cool. I started mm-hmm. to try to fit in like any mm-hmm. other 13 year old would do in school. And, and, uh, it's not that I didn't want to do it in my heart. Obviously I was doing it since I was a kid, but when you're at that age, you want to fit in. And I remember, um, you know, I was basically just learning songs, you know, my favorite albums I was learning. Um, Green Day Dookie was one of my favorite albums of all time. Still is. <laughs> that was one of the one of the albums that really taught me a lot. And mm-hmm. and and I remember I started getting picked on in school for for playing other people's music, and that kind of motivated me. Well, I can write stuff like this. Don't pick on me, you know. So I started mm-hmm. write, writing stuff like that. With uh, actually, I started a band called Drive Shaft. Me and my friend Don Swain, um, we and we wrote um, you know songs probably wrote like a whole we did write a whole album actually i, sh- I had a little cassette tape of it i should have grabbed that i don't know if we're, ta- <laughs> if we're taking a break i can go get my drive chef cassette tape it's around here somewhere i just took a picture of it but anyway yeah i think that's kind of what what uh contributed to the motivation i remember when yeah. i started writing songs and well it's yeah because like Definitely for me, I love writing songs. Even though I can't play an instrument, it's all for me. The songwriting and the vocal arrangements has always been the thing for me. Like oh, so you, you write, you write uh, lyrics and vocal. You're a singer. Yeah. Oh, I didn't I even know that. Well, yeah. Uh, and, and by the way, where are you from? I'm from North Chicago, Illinois. Is that where you're at right now? Yeah. Okay. So I'm literally four hours from you guys because okay. my friend, he his brothers in Dora County. Um, uh. And Appleton is, I think, the other side because it's closer to Green Bay. Yeah, yeah, it's it's a, yeah. it would be a it's half closer. an hour before Green Bay from you. Yeah, you so know, I'm a, I, yeah, I'm our close to Chicago. 
All right. Yeah, I, 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 uh, I picked up on earlier, you were saying that we're from Wisconsin and stuff like that. I was like, wait, so you're not from Wisconsin? I, I just assumed you, you were in the area, but no. Now, I do yeah. remember when you told me about this a few weeks ago, Jesse, that you said that, that you're from Chicago. Yeah, and then, yeah, the we kind of met through the through the internet, um, through doing podcast stuff. Yeah. I started listening yeah, well, to them and then joined them, so... And, Corey uh, is from Ohio, so we're uh, all to, over the place. To, to be honest with you, I'm I'm so new to this. This is my second like interview like this ever. Really, I just did one. Yeah. With um, I can't even remember the name of the station, and he's my good friend. I feel like. Oh um, no! <laughs> I should really give him a plug right here. I will <laughs> if we take a break. I will uh, look that up and give my friend Andy a, a plug. On uh, WCZR, right. I think it is. Um, I just okay. did uh, Code Zero Radio. It's, um, okay. Okay. A, oh, oh, yeah. Okay. I, I love that name. <laughs> Code Zero uh, Radio? Yeah. yeah it, it, it finally came to me after five seconds. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. He's got a lot of good good uh, casts and, and whatnot on there. And I just did uh, you know something similar to this with him a month ago. Right, right when my webpage came out. I had my webpage come out. And uh, that's kind of what that was kind of like the release date, you know. I planned around that that uh, podcast. And just a short, few short days after that, Jesse messaged me and asked me to do this one. And I thank yeah. you again, Jesse. Yeah, no problem. Yeah, I, you know, like we we mostly talk about video games and stuff on most of our shows, but we kind of I'm not gonna. Yeah, uh, yeah, we but we started this one just for. Because we've got, you know, we've gotten a lot of uh, help, you know, in a lot of ways from other people. And this is just kind of our way of giving back. So, get, you know, getting to introduce, you know, people like you that that we know or, or like or, you know, whatever. And just kind of, you know, I and it gives it. us it gives us another outlet to be able to, you know, d- dig into some of our other likes besides games. <laughs> right. Because so. – Creative music is kind of a big thing for Boss Rush. It's that mm-hmm. you know we we talk about Nintendo music, we talk about music oh, yeah. from different video games and stuff. And there mm-hmm. are cover bands who do yeah. literally like Nintendo music and stuff. I've, oh, oh, go ahead. I've seen like on YouTube like people doing like the Mario Brothers on the piano, and it's so cool. Like a lot of that's pretty pretty complex and real real cool. And I was like, man, I wish I mm-hmm. could play that. <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. And yeah, and so being able, and there's some people who do play games who don't listen to the game music, who listen to actual artists. You know, I, mm-hmm. I, I tell Jesse this like sometimes when I'm playing the game or I feel like I'm writing this stuff, I would throw on a band or I'll throw on an artist and listen to their whole album. And oh, just, while you're playing, sometimes playing or sometimes writing, just like literally zone in into their music because mm-hmm. it it takes it transfixes me sometimes to another place and it really shows that their creativity i'm now really focusing on more than the game itself like i could press all the buttons and read the subtitles and do all of that but i'm just like listen to this artist really say something really get off their work and what they feel about things and stuff their creativity is just like it's so engaging to me mm-hmm. um like and so that's why like hearing your album the stars and hearing like just your new work and and everything i'm listening i'm listening to it and it 
sometimes make me feel like oh, there was a tie. So, so you, you listen to my stars album while you're playing. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I I told Jesse that I was. Uh, Does it I, ever I, mess you up? <laughs> actually, no, no, because like some of the some of the rapists, like um, some of the rapists, me and Jesse was talking uh, was talking about, and I was just like, I love how he arranged stuff, and I love his vocal technique in everything on some things. Like you. you know, he could sing it, and sometimes if he feels like he wanna like scream it or growl it, yeah. he can. And he, I and try. <laughs> but you know what? To me, you do it so effortless, right. and it's and it's like a I'm lot glad of, it comes off that way. <laughs> yeah, but a lot of people don't realize that when sometimes when you're playing games, like there's a game called Sonic Heroes, okay. and you would never think of of that game having a, this pop punk uh soundtrack but when you listen to it you just be like man this was the time and place where pop punk was big where it right. felt new, where it felt new and regardless of what it is now it's still it still takes you somewhere people are still mm-hmm. listening to it still jamming to it um jesse knows that like some of the screaming rock I love when the production is good, but sometimes the screaming can mess it up because just like, yeah. no, you were singing good. You was but that's my ear because I'm so used to the singing sure. and sure. the in the in the music and stuff. Yeah. Well, and I'm I'm kind of that way too. Like um, like a perfect example, um, there's a, there's a band called uh, City and Color. Um, and the the head singer is in a screamo band. And, and it's, you know, like I like the, I think it's Alexis on fire is his original band, but he's got such a phenomenal voice that it's like, it's, it almost feels wasted in some ways, you know, like sometimes with certain like screamo bands, if they, if they can do the screaming, which I mean, is very difficult to do, you know, from a technical standpoint, but, mm-hmm. but yeah, just, you know, like thing things, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm more of a sucker for uh for um acoustic guitar stuff. Like I I just like I'm one of those people that wish every single album that was ever released would have an acoustic version of it as well alongside it, but but and I think that's part of why I liked The Stars is like you do you know, on your stuff you do have electric guitar in it, but you've also you also kind of yeah. Yeah, which is which is why I think I I was so drawn to it right away. Like when I had first heard you guys, a lot of that album. In fact, I could probably go out on a limb and say most to all of that album was written just uh, on an acoustic star. You might have even been around. Me and yeah, me and Rick, when we and Rick Star were were writing that. Yeah, and, in the and I know. Yeah, and I know, and I know you had um, you had done quite a few um, tours. I think where it was just you doing it acoustically, hadn't you? Mm-hmm. Yep. Uh, yeah, a few times. It, so. Actually, there's a there's a recording of um, a, a, a Stars acoustic show that yeah. uh, Derek and myself did. Derek was the drummer of the Stars, drummer. but Derek also yeah. plays guitar, and we did a a couple shows as a duo acoustic. Where, okay. where it was acoustic and and uh, he he you know he we, so we had two guitars going and he did the backup vocals and and it was a real cool thing I I do have one recording of that that's pretty decent I think uh, I, doesn't it make that like 
intimate. Like it's a whole different level when you do acoustic. Yep, shows. yep, yep. It is. Like, like as 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 you for a performer and a singer, does it makes it does it make it easier for you to do that, or did you still get on stage nervous? Uh, be like, oh, I know this is stripped down, and I don't got the whole band and stuff. There's there's um there's yeses and noes to that. The biggest thing that makes it easier is loading equipment in and out. <laughs> yeah. You just come in with your guitar. You don't have to bring any amps and drums and anything else, you know. <laughs> so so uh, that makes it much easier. However, um, you know, there, there's some things about an acoustic show. Like sometimes what I like to do, I like to change the key of the song a little bit mm-hmm. um, and, and, and kind of adjust my singing so it's not so high. Like, I mean, sometimes it can be cool, but, you know, some of the higher screaming stuff um just is a little too excessive when it's just a guitar when you, there's not a band behind it so i like to lower the key a cup a little bit to kind of make the singing range a little lower and just kind of melt better with the guitar and mm-hmm. uh which actually makes it easier on the vocals but if you're used to playing it one way then you got to play it in a different key mm-hmm. and, and you're not used to doing it it it's all a matter of if you're used to it i guess or not if i was doing more acoustic shows i'd probably be it'd probably be easier for me than but mm-hmm. I re- but I remember the the few ones the few shows we did acoustically, we didn't do that many and it was just out of nowhere. We were used to playing as a rock band, so it was kind of mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, what what do we do on this song again? You know, kind of had to stop and think about it for a minute and and mm-hmm. kind of roll roll with the changes live. Had which, you like had you actually improv or like remixed a song while playing it like live? We like um, just to see how it's it's definitely happened. I'm not so much that guy. Um, I'm more of a planner, more of a, I like things done well. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, um, so sometimes things like that happen without control, mm-hmm. you know, something <laughs> that, and, that, and that's, that's when it's fun when you, when, when it, when it just happens and then you just got to kind of roll with it and put a smile on your face and, and make the best <laughs> of it. You know, like yeah. if an instrument breaks or I, I can't think of anything to talk about, you know, if, if some, something, yeah. something goes mm-hmm. unplanned at the show, sometimes, sometimes you got to play off of that. And, mm-hmm. and, and sometimes that can be cool and fun. I mean, some of the best, some of the best performances of all time are captured that way with, with mistakes, you know, beautiful mistakes yeah. that were, that were, uh, that weren't, weren't supposed to happen, but maybe meant to happen. And, and, and the thing about it is the crowd doesn't know it. Only, you know, it. not till the end, till it, the artist discloses that if they decide. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's, yep. you should never say nothing. Just be that's like, why. Please. That's why you keep a smile on your face. And yes. You know, I, yeah, one of the like this is kind of a. I mean, it's still music, but I I had went and seen uh, the Book of Mormon uh, at the PAC a while back, and one of the guys forgot his lines and just stood there, and everything was quiet, and it was like <laughs> one of the one of the best parts of the show, like the whole crowd you know like everyone laughed and they just they ate it up and it, and yep. it was just you know like it was it was it was funny yeah like it, you know some if you're usually you know people are usually coming there to see you and if you know there's always kind of a you know like if you've been doing it for a while i feel like you can always kind of rely you know and remind yourself that these people are here for me if i screw up a little bit it's you know, it's not going to make that big of a, of a deal, right. you know? So a lot, sometimes I'll, um, I'll forget a line or two in one of my songs, especially if it's something we hadn't done in a while. We just decide, mm-hmm. hey, let's just play this song. And, you know, like second verse will come off. Oh, how does it start? And I'll, I'll usually just go, 
I haven't played this song in a while. I'll just start, <laughs> yeah. I'll, just start I'll just start singing my thoughts, you know. You yeah. Know, I can't remember the words right here and, and people usually get a kick out of that type of stuff. So Yeah. You know, just kind of yeah. play around with it. Instead of instead of stopping and 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 then and then a lot of times when you do that, you relax yourself and it ends up coming to you anyways. Yeah. The joke's over, it comes back and and mm-hmm. then it ended up being a blooper and it was funny rather than rather than standing there and getting all stiff and oh, oh that can just stress you up more and then that's and then that comes off a little more tense too, you know. Yeah. But yeah. I wanna know how do you handle tours? Like I, I've been to some um bad concerts and stuff and I always wonder, I'm just like how do they set everything up? How how is the like how does how is there a format? You know, you see people did on the stage they got ten songs that they're going to do, and sometimes they'll have cover. Like, how do you go about your touring schedule, or how you oh, do? That's, that's a great question. Um, and and uh, that's a very universal question too. There's a lot of variations to that, and and different different levels of tours we were on. There were there were tours that I set up myself that. Um, we didn't know what to expect at these little, little venues that we, we didn't know if there was going to be five people there or 500 people there. We didn't know what the stage is going to look like. We just rolled up in our van and there's a stage guys. And it's, it was, uh, for the most part, we didn't know what was coming on a lot, especially like the, the more low budget things, the things that we set up ourselves. Mm -hmm. Um, um, some of the tours that we were on with, um, some bigger names, we, we did some tours with like some 41, the Ataris, uh, ah. Vandals. We did some bigger tours that there that they had a, a higher budget with, and and uh, and we had a, a professional booking agent. Th- those those shows, you know, we would have snacks and waters and maybe even beers backstage for us, um, and and we would get uh, printed out itineraries on uh, what time we have to be here, what time we got to load in, what time we got to sound check, and we got to follow those times to the watch, or people get upset about it. So it, 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 and, it there's, and there's kind of a lot of in-betweens on that too. Mm-hmm. It was just kind of a, every, almost, I guess I could say every day was a different situation. It was, it was always, we had to figure out things from the, from the beginning on how it's going to be here and, and, uh, kind of stop making assumptions about how things are going to be because you, you were never right. You might as well just mm-hmm. go into it knowing you're not going to know what's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if you're yeah. and if you're not uh, if you're not cut out for that, then you're then you're just not you're probably not 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 cut out doing it. <laughs> yeah, if you don't if you don't mind, I, I um, uh, me bringing uh, up the names of the band that you used to be in and stuff. If people want to even check that out, yeah, absolutely. You're talking about antifreeze. Yeah. yeah. Yep. So so I like I had been into much like you like that the more poppy punk and. You know, like I, I've kind of grown into liking some of the more hardcore stuff as well now. But, but um, like I had never heard of Antifreeze, but I had, you know, I'd heard of, you know, the Vandals and, you know, and obviously sure. like Blink-182 and all that. And so, you know, like when I had first met you uh, years ago, you know, and, and I, either you or someone else had brought it up to me. And so then I had went and checked it out and... uh like I, I was, I was just shocked that, you know, that that's, it was like right around, you know, right. That kind of music that I, that I really enjoyed at that time. So like I had gone and listened to that and um, like, and I was talking to Ed earlier that like, 
you know, listening to like all the stuff that you've done, you know, over, over the years, like the, like your new stuff, I really like it because I feel like it mixes a really good, you know, like some of your star stuff and, you know, which was kind of mm-hmm. influenced by your earlier stuff. But then, you know, you doing, uh, the, I believe the band was Nash Vegas, right? Like that was, was that the name of, of the band that you were in? That's a, that's a, a country cover band. I'm in that yeah, just does okay. local, local shows okay. around here. Yep. Okay. But I could tell, like, I feel like your newer stuff almost has a little bit of a, of an country influence to yeah, it. Yeah, I, I de- absolutely. The, um, especially the gotta stop loving you song. Um, I've had a lot yeah. of comments about that and, and, yeah. uh, especially the modern country is, is to me nowadays, a little more pop rock anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, if you, if you had a different singer sing that song with a little bit more of that, that country soul or twang or whatever you want to call yeah. it, and then you throw a, a banjo track or a steel guitar or something on that, that would, that could absolutely be a country song. I, 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 I totally yeah. And, and I'm not offended by that or nothing at all. No, no, no. I, I just was like trying because, you know, like you, you hear a lot of times like, you know, and I feel like you're a, you're a good example of it is, you know, musicians, they'll at times they, they kind of take a little bit of different kinds of bands that they were in and they kind of, you know, mm-hmm. like you can see, you can see things progress and kind of evolve, you know, over time. And I feel like it like your new stuff is a really good evolution of the original stars album. And you took a little bit of that, that like more country feel into sure. it and that mixed yep. really well. I'm glad, I'm I, glad, I, glad you observed that. <laughs> I, I don't, I don't know if it's even an intentional thing that I did, but, um, is, is, uh, is uncreative as a cover band can be. I did spend a lot of years in that band and I think there's just some natural, you know, I played guitar in that band for six, yeah. seven years. There's going to be some natural um, things that contaminate my <laughs> my <laughs> my artistic side. I, I shouldn't use that word. I couldn't. Well, think of, yeah. couldn't it, think of another word. Influence. It's a mixture. Yeah, just influence. influence. Yeah, that's because yeah. I didn't mean it in a negative way. Yeah, um, and contaminate yeah. sounds like a negative thing. But but yeah, yeah. That there's kind of that's there's no way of really stopping that influence. I mean, I, I spent a lot of time in my life performing that, that style of music and learning those tunes, you know, I had to learn, I had, I had to learn that music and that's, of course, that's going to rub into it a little bit. And yeah. Yeah. And that's what me and Jesse was talking about. I, I mentioned to Jesse that when it comes to country music, for me, it's always the songwriting. Yeah. Oh yeah. You know, yep. The songwriting that's, is, yeah. The that's songwriting what got me into it. That's what got me into country music. I, I never, when I was a kid, I was more, like I, I didn't like hip hop. I didn't like country. Well, especially when you, when I was a teenager and, and growing up in the nineties, the nineties music was so separated back then. You couldn't, you weren't allowed to like more than one style of music. You had to be defined as when I went to school anyway, that's how it was. You had to be a grunge guy or a punk guy or a rock guy or a rap guy. I, I hate, I hated that, that, uh, mm-hmm. I wasn't cool with one crowd. If I listened to this style of music, I, I didn't like that. Cause I, cause I always liked all styles of music mm-hmm. and I was considered a weirdo cause of that, that, but I didn't care. <laughs> but, but you know what? It's, it's very helpful when you learn different styles of music. But, like, oh, it is, it is. And that's, like, that's what frustrated me about it. Mm-hmm. And, and it's kind of weird, definitely in your teen years when you're stuck to one style. Because like my high school, 
if you weren't East Coast, you was West Coast. If you it's, wasn't West it's Coast, it's kind of like that. And and actually, I think that kind of coincided with the hip hop music, especially mm-hmm. like they had, you know, I don't remember like uh, Snoop and Dre. They were West Coast, and then I I don't even remember who was the East Coast guys. Like Nas and yeah, Biggie, Biggie, Biggie yep. Tupac. Or yep. I mean Biggie yep. and. Uh, but yeah. while I'm like it, Janet Jackson and Sisters with Voices SWV, <laughs> here I am loving Madonna. Here I am loving uh, some of the Metallica. Um, right. Just hearing different versions, yep. like even even with country stuff, it's just like yes, I don't I don't play it a lot, but I'm listening to I'm listening to jazz. I'm listening yep. to classical. I even, I even had a couple jazz albums when I was a kid. Like I had oh. I had a Chick Corea album. I had a Miles Davis album. But I had a I had a Pearl Jam album. I had a Green Day album. I had a I had a Snoop Dogg album. I had um, almost every genre. I had a Nirvana album, Metallica. <laughs> I had I had I had one CD from every genre, and, and I could only bring out one CD when I had a certain friend over because they wouldn't like the rest of them. <laughs> but but <laughs> you know? and and as a musician, you it's good to diversify yourself because you have things to pick from, things yep. to learn. If you know nothing about hip hop, if you try to do a hip hop track, people are gonna laugh at you or really yep. judge you because be like, that's not hip hop. That's some phony mess that you claim <laughs> hip hop. And it's just like if once you get more music and once you educate yourself and learn different styles, I think, yes, definitely for you being a, a producer stuff, you are able to be like, I could fix this and make your work better for yep. what you got. Because I, yes, I have experience, but I know what sound that you're trying to go for and I can help you achieve I've, it. Because I've, I've, I've done like, a lot of that. I've done a lot of that. Actually. I, um, for years, I I've worked in recording studios, not so much lately, uh, kind of mm-hmm. a little bit, um, mm-hmm. kind of actually back in the mid millennium days when I was working, when I made that stars record, um, I worked at a studio in green Bay and I got a lot of, a lot of artists I work with. And, and, uh, mm-hmm. so a lot of artists were very, uh, particular about what they wanted, but a lot of them were very open and they wanted me to help them on stuff mm-hmm. there that, you know, they're like, Hey, you know, um, if you have any ideas, throw it my our way, and I and I always you would kind of say, yeah, that's kind of how I work. Uh, but if you guys want to do your own thing, that's fine too. If yeah. something's really bothering me, me, I might let you know, but that doesn't mean you got to listen to me, and I'm not going to be offended if you, you know. I'd always have to lay that out too. If if something's mm-hmm. really sticking out at me, I'm still gonna I'm still gonna say something, but I don't want you to feel obligated to take my advice. This is this is you're paying for this. This is your project. This is your thing. Mm-hmm. You know, just to kind of. I'd always kind of throw that down there, especially if I didn't know the people, you know, mm-hmm. just to make, make, make them feel comfortable about me saying stuff and not, not think, you know, a lot of these people was their first time coming to a studio mm-hmm. too. So they didn't mm-hmm. know what to think. And and if this, oh, what's this guy I think he is, you know, telling, telling yeah. So I just wanted to lay it down that I was, I'm just trying to help and I'm just trying to, to um, throw things out there based on my experience and whatnot. And, and you can just take that or leave it. And I'm not going to be offended either which way. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, like um, one of the, I, I believe when we when we were hanging out one day, I'd brought up that I really liked this band that was also from Appleton called the Number One Fan. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and I, I love. Yeah, them. and didn't you didn't you actually uh, help produce their album or something like um, that? Not not actually not so much, but but that but that album was done at that at the studio I worked at, which was called Simple oh, okay. Studios. Um, okay. So I may had 
put my hand in um, very lightly on a couple things, but um, yeah. for the most part, I didn't. Um, that was um, my the owner of the studio and my co-engineer um, okay. that worked there as well as me. His name was Justin Perkins. Um, Justin okay. actually kept his his um, career in production going, but he does he does mastering now. He's out of Milwaukee. Oh, okay. Um, I can okay. give a plug right there. He runs the Mystery Room Mastering, and actually, he mastered those last two tracks I put out: "The Gotta Stop Loving You" and "Side Girl." Was mastered at Mystery Room. And that's nice. how I—that's actually how I found about the stars and found out found out about you because it was I the told, Mystery Room. No, no, oh. no. Uh, because I told Jesse about Number One Fan. Oh, I, okay. I bought the album. I. So I had a thing at uh, we have a place called Half Price Bookstore where you could get albums for like two dollars or sure. something, and it was just like I'm. My thing was I'm gonna look at a cover, see how many songs are in the back, and just buy it. And <laughs> I happened to find their album there during one of my shopping trips, and I listened to it and fell in love. Yep. I'm like this is the arrangement that I like. This this is the stuff that I love to be playing. And then Jesse just. Yes. And so Jesse just like, oh, you like that? Here's the stars. I'm listening to the stars. I'm just like, yes, this is it. This is the music that I like. <laughs> like, like I love because I appreciate something- that. You're welcome. Um, it was like the melodies and the arrangements. I'm just like, these are the things because you can play around with them vocally if you're a listener. You know, of course, you as a singer, you have your set arrangement, but I'm just like, you know, you can do this, you can change this. While he's harmonizing, you can harmonize a third and change that. And it was just like, that's right. I love, I'm like, I love this. I literally stood up, like I said, I stayed up for three hours with Jesse at night talking about this album. I think that's what I loved about. Uh, just the stars and just definitely loving your work. I'm I'm still listening to Antifreeze. I didn't get a chance yep. to hear it all, but it was just. But Jesse told me that it was you and another lead singer, um, mm-hmm. doing the song. Yep, there was it was, a, it, was a, it was like a tag team style, um, you know, like Blink One Eighty Two. Yeah, like there's Mark and Tom. That's how Antifreeze was. It was me and a, and a guy named Tim. We we um, had a like a tag team style. It was. We had our own songs, mm. and that usually corresponded in who who was the writer. You know, we there were a couple songs we did together. One we kind of, you know, I guess more than one. There was a couple where we kind of both did some singing in, and then but but for the most part, uh, we we had our own song. We'd help each other with the songs, but it was kind of like each song was was treated as it was like two songwriters in one band. Yeah, because there's there was one song that you're singing and you're doing your own backing, um, and I didn't know that if he was doing any sort of backing with you at times, or you were just doing all the background vocals. That always varied song to song. Um, mm-hmm. If um, if he wasn't feeling the parts in, in a song, then I'd just do it, and vice versa. I think mm-hmm. it was just okay. you know when it. Uh, if we were putting on a live performance, then then he then he would be doing them. Because okay. I mean, there's not two of me at the live show, mm-hmm. <laughs> so, yeah. so 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 he would do them at the live performance. But on the on the on the record, um, it was just kind of each each part was just looked at, uh, you know, whoever 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 was feeling it more, mm-hmm. whoever whoever maybe maybe one of us had a had a, a range that was more optimized for that part. Except you know whatever whatever reasons, you know was was taken part by part. Now I, I have to ask about dear Heather, 
Uh, was that too actual, actual, uh, actual Heather, like an actual it was, person? It was an actual Heather. Really? Yeah, it was. I, um, uh, she was from California. I don't remember what part, and I don't really remember too much about her. I met a lot of girls on the road. Because so. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like, you were sick, and then you were just like, da-da-da-da, I pour my heart out yeah. when I get over a tour. And I'm just like, oh no, is this part of the song, or is he really speaking? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I mean it was a little it was a little embellished and fictionized a little bit. Is that a word? Mm-hmm. Fictionized? I don't know. You know what I meant. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I mean but if she was a real person and I was you know directing it at her and, mm-hmm. and you know a lot of it was some kind of based on a true story type of thing. Well and, and, and is that a lot of your writing? Like it's like real things uh, that happen to you or is it half and half? I, I feel like when I was younger it was more more all real things and and as i got older it's just kind of like ideas that i have like like side girl i have a girlfriend i've been with for almost four years now and before i showed her the song i had to explain to her (laughs) that this is this is just an idea i have that fits this style of music yeah (laughs) like like and she's like but if she if she would have heard it when I if without me telling her that she might have might have been questioning me a little bit about <laughs> why am I writing that song? <laughs> yeah. Know? But uh, but yeah, it's, you know that that song obviously was completely um, fictionized. Um, you know, it's funny there are people that that won't. I I asked um, a friend of mine to do a rap part on that. I asked a couple people, and, and um, one of my buddies turned it down. Because his words, his words exactly. Where I'm, I'm a married man now. I can't be singing about side girl. <laughs> and he, and he, yeah. and he was. That's how he was. And I said, well, I, I don't agree with that logic. I mean, I think if, if, I think you should be able to put yourself in a place. You know, just like an actor puts himself in a place in a movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's my belief and my opinion about it. But, but every artist is entitled to their own feelings. And if, and if, and if you're uncomfortable doing something, you're, it for one reason or another, then you probably shouldn't be doing it. So I respected his, his answer as much as I was like, man, cause I knew he would have, he would have been good on it. Yeah. And I was like, man, I wish he would just, 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 just not be thinking like that. But just think of the bars that you could draw. Just, it's the yeah. bars. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> Jesse, you was going to ask him something. Oh yeah. I was going to just mention, like, I, I know like you had kind of mentioned a little bit about like, you know, a bunch of like tours and things like that. And, and, you know, like one of the things that I, that I was kind of, uh, like surprised to learn about, like when I, you know, we, I sat down with you, there was a couple of times where we kind of talked music or whatever. And, uh, and you had, you had mentioned that you actually got to tour in Japan. I did. Uh, and uh, I I seen that you guys also you had released your albums actually released there as it well. Was, yep. Yeah. So so there was the, a subsidiary label called Bullion Records, I believe, that yeah. uh, distributed our our release out there. And man, we were actually like more known out there than we were here. It was kind of strange. Like yeah. I remember playing there. You know, when we first, they first they first booked the tour and we did a couple shows opening up for the vandals. And then they booked us a couple shows that we were just headlining and, and we're like headlining. We don't even, we never even been there. Yeah. Like when we had, I was like, well, we, when we headline a show in America, we're, we're lucky if there's 50 people here, like, like what's going to, and there was a couple, like two, 300 people at our show and they, and, and they like actually knew all our words 
and they can't yeah. even speak English. <laughs> yeah. And we're just like, you know, well, how come we can't play it at uh, the venue up the road from our house and nobody knows who, who we are. And then we go on the other side of the world and it's kind of cool. It was kind of, it was very, uh, very, very, uh, very fun. Yeah. yeah, Japan it's, is a whole new level. Whole new uh, world. Yeah. yeah, yeah. When they when they like stuff, there they like it. You know, like yeah, it. I, the the stars album. Um, there's there's actually um not very many copies. I think only like five hundred copies or something like that. Not very many, but um, I had I had also distributed, not through the American label, through my own, through myself. Uh, I can't remember the name of that. It was a small label, but I I did uh they put out about 500 copies out there too with the stars oh, i yeah. never heard with the stars never played out there yeah and i never really heard anything back about that but 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 there uh, but i i shipped them myself so i know mm. there's five there's 500 cds of the stars out in japan so because there are some songs that sound like an uh, anime theme song without you not even noticing it. Uh, just like, oh, this sounds like an anime theme, and I'm here for it for yeah. some of the Star Treks. And it's just, and maybe people found out, like, hey, this this sounds yeah, maybe that someday like. that'll that'll uh, that'll come around. Who knows? Yeah, it's. Uh, I mean, that's kind of why I'm I'm doing this again. It's uh, you know, it's people like you. I really appreciate that uh, you guys. You know, know my stuff and like the music, and you know, it, it might not, it, it might not a not have got famous or anything that everybody mm-hmm. likes, but I know there's people out there. I I still get asked all the time for 15 years, you know, and I think that's a lot of what gave me the drive to get this website out and get some new music out again. Is just, you know, just just because there were some, not you know, not not thousands upon thousands, but there's a there's a good handful of people out there that that remember that music, you know, the stars mm-hmm. and. And, and still have a heart for that music and love it and and uh, i guess i'm just kind of trying to to do something again just just to kind of mm-hmm. kind of get connected with those people again and so you know have you ever written a song that it was just hard it, it was hard to do like record and put out because it, maybe it, it, it was so emotional to you that you just like i, I just can't let no one hear this um kind of um, not so much, but I, uh, what pops in the front of my head when you ask me a question is when I was, and I was like 17, 18, when antifreeze first started, um, before we, we signed to the label, uh, we were, we were doing, um, you know, local shows around here and whatnot mm-hmm. and writing and writing tunes. And I wrote a song about a girlfriend I had at the time. And then when I broke up with the girlfriend, I didn't want to play the song no more. Yeah. The rest of my band, the rest of my band liked the song and it was kind of popular, but I just, I just couldn't do it. And, uh, I mean, the, the title of the song was her name and, and I just, I think, and, and I just, I didn't want to play it. That's the only time. Normally I'm not like that. I mean, there's still mm-hmm. songs I play and write that I did write about a certain girl. I think that's why I stopped putting names in songs. Maybe it was mm-hmm. the name. And, and I think that was talk. Well, we could change the name because it wasn't published yet. Like we were, we were just playing it. Like it wasn't even recorded yet. So mm-hmm. it wasn't even like I had to. We, we could have slightly changed it, but I still just emotionally just it must have hit me somehow. I just I just didn't want to play it anymore. I didn't want to hear it anymore. I didn't want to do anything with it, and and it went in the trash can. Since then, <laughs> oh, uh, I, well, I don't Cor- even know if I remember how it goes much anymore. Kinda, <laughs> but uh, Corey, do we have any uh, questions in the chat? 
Uh, no, but we have a lot of people watching. Uh, What's a lot? <laughs> uh, well, on Twitch we have we have five people watching on Twitch. We have six people watching on YouTube and one person watching on Mixer. Cool. Oh, that's well, a lot for uh, us. That, that's that's more than ten, isn't that busting the the limits of? No, just kidding. <laughs> yeah, we're gonna have to shut yeah. this down, guys. We're uh, we're too many people. <laughs> um, are you are in the works of doing an EP or an album or just like implanted or just like like you said, getting back to it, just writing I, I do I do have a plan on on um, making this making an EP, but I kind of have a goal of hopefully by the end of this year um i put out those two singles and i think i'm gonna let them ride out and i'm gonna try to make like a five six song thing and put that all out at once i got i got i already i'm already working on um one to two more i got i got two ideas and i got two ish that have started pre-production already um actually i have a uh, session tomorrow with the writers i'm working on one of the songs with uh tomorrow all day we'll be working on a tune so a new one in the studio here so nice Uh, i I can i can plug my writers right now that um good aaron voris a good friend of mine he's also a singer songwriter he uh he co-wrote gotta stop loving you with me Uh, lyrically we we did the um i came up with the chorus he came up with the verse kind of melody and then we just kind of kind of bounced ideas on it and i've been really enjoying that that doing it that way and uh this next song i got a, another friend named brendan burmeister he's actually the dream day man here this shirt oh, this, is, uh, ah. this is his uh he's a he's a wedding dj i've actually done that a couple times too i did some wedding dj in the last couple years i'm oh, nice. i'm not gonna this year, I well, I don't really have a choice this year anyway. Even if I wanted to do it, but <laughs> but uh, I decided to take a break from that, um, mainly because of this John Tyler Star project. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm kind of trying to uh, not be so busy with other entertainment, so I got a little bit of time to to get things moving with the John Tyler Star thing. So mm-hmm. I have to say, I love the cover that you have now for your for your singles, which you chose with the dress with the shirt. Black and white. My, my, my girlfriend took that picture with her with her iPhone in my basement yeah, and some some little little bit of lights set up and and then just put the black and white filter on it. That's all it was. I like it too. It's very professional. Oh, thank you. And she and if she's listening or she will at some, she'll, she'll appreciate that, won't you, Jenna? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it looks, yeah. She'll, I looked um, at it. Oh, go ahead. That was actually it was actually her idea. You know, when we were going through, like, right when we, we, we just did a little photo shoot in my basement. I had her help me with that. And we were going through the pictures and she said, this would make a great album, album cover. I'm like, yeah, I totally agree with that. And then, and then that, that statement kind of stuck in my head. And then when I was putting, uh, you know, uploading the music and, and putting my website stuff together, I was like, yeah, this is, this has got to be the thing. So. Yeah. Cause it's, it, I don't know. It's something about that pops out. Uh, I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, there, yeah, uh, monochromatic stuff when it's really done nice and it looks it it tells but, it tells a story. But I'm just like it's a work of art. When you say monochromatic, you talk about like black and white, like two color. Black and white. Yeah, yes. Two, or, yeah. Um, you know, 
now that you say that, I think that that picture kind of influenced. I don't know if you see my website at all, but my website is very black and white. Mm-hmm. And, yes. and, I, and I did that for two reasons. <laughs> for one, I, I kind of just wanted to try it. I can always change it, you know. I always wanted to try it. And for two, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of new to designing website, and I did that myself. I'm kind of new to that stuff, and I, and I figured I'll keep it simple. And <laughs> so, yeah. I, so I, I don't try to, I don't try to make a big mess out of stuff. And, and I felt like, I felt like the black and white is just easy. Like, it's almost like anything looks professional if it's black and white. So I was like, I'm just gonna keep this black and white. So yeah, your so website still looks is, okay. Your website is very clean. I put it all and check well, it out. I just used a, a site builder and that's it. No, that's no, it. it's kind of my, my, uh, it took, took me a while to put it together. H- half of the time was me trying to figure out how everything works. And, you know, <laughs> mm-hmm. I'm not, uh, been through that. I'm not so good <laughs> that, that, uh, I'm, when it comes to audio, that's what I get good at audio and music. And but once you start getting into picture and video, I get a little slow. I, I you know, I know a thing or two, but. And get a, yeah. it take me a while to figure out how to how to get things working and Corey, you just gonna chime in? Oh yeah, um, I was I was just saying I know all about <laughs> building websites from scratch. <laughs> oh know. well, maybe we'll <laughs> talk after this. Huh? We uh we uh <laughs> no, we just redid our whole website and it took me. How long do you think I spent? It looks that? nice. Oh, thanks. It's I it's took you a week. Uh, doing, I will yeah. actually keep you in mind because I I actually um now that you say that I I remember when uh. I was talking to Jesse a week ago when you, I think when you gave me the link, Jesse, I, I clicked yeah. up, man, this website looks nice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Corey, Corey's put a lot of, of hard, hard work into that. And yeah, he does an amazing and, job. And in the past, in the yeah. past, I never, my brain never really like, uh, noticed the quality of websites until mm-hmm. two months ago when I, when I, when I you know, <laughs> had to spend some time putting my own. Now it's just kind of like, now, now I kind of noticed that when I, quote, yeah. Like, but I, but honestly, like Ed said, like I, I do like your website. It's very, very sim, you know, simplistic. There's, there's a lot and more it's, I can do with it. Easier, right? There's know. like more you can do to it. You can do all the cool, like, you know, when you change pages and it, and it like cross fades. There's all that stuff in there. But I, I, I just, I just wanted to get something that was plain and simple out. And I was like, yeah. when I, and not get stressed out over it. That was my other whole thing into going to this whole project, whether it's website design, writing, performing, practicing, no matter what it is, I'm not in any agenda on this and I'm, and I'm, and I'm keeping it that way on purpose to, to just keep that stress level down. Once that stress level comes up, it's just like, and you got deadlines and stuff, then it's, then it's hard to, to stay in the groove with it, you know, for, for me anyways. Yeah. Have you ever like woken up from a dream? It's just like I gotta write this because like a lyric or a verse came to your mind. You you uh, you read my mind, don't you? <laughs> um, that is that is actually how a lot of my melodies come to me is in my dream and I sleep, and I uh, actually gotta stop loving you. That chorus was was um, born in my in my sleep in a dream. Funny story, actually, I remember the dream. I was at. Uh, a person's house that I know and she she uh I was at the and, there, and it's um I don't want to disclose the person I I I wouldn't be hanging out with this person but in my dream it was normal that I was hanging out with this person but mm-hmm. but you know how that is like in dreamland yeah. it's, it, yeah. things don't make sense but it, but but in the moment it made sense and and she pops in a cd 
in her in her living room entertainment system and said, "Hey, John, you still do recording, right?" And I'm like, "Yeah." Well, you should hear my neighbor's demo. My my neighbor, she's a 17 year old girl, and she's putting out this demo. This is all going on in my dream, and the demo was that song. That's wow. crazy. And I, and, I, and I got up at like seven. You know that 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 hook, that chorus. I got up at like seven in the morning, still half tired, and I had to go downstairs and and grab the guitar and get those chords jotted down and and put it in my phone memo just so I went because because anytime. And I tell you, I'll tell you something. In the last 10, 15 years, I've probably, I've probably had that happen, probably almost a hundred times. And I probably could have written a hundred songs if I would have got up and done something about it. But mm-hmm. I wasn't writing at the time, and I didn't care, so I just went right back to sleep. And I remembered when I got back up that I thought of a song, but the song was gone. So, mm-hmm. uh, so I got to get up and and uh, and and document it. There was a couple star songs I wrote that way too. Actually, never satisfied. Um, I, oh, okay. I, I remember getting up at five in the morning. And I heard that beat and that little guitar ringing thing in my head. Uh, that's track two on the album. I, I remember having to get up at five in the morning. And actually, I was ambitious enough then when I was younger. I don't think I went back to sleep. I think I was up at five in the morning and I was already recording and starting <laughs> start the recording process on that. So, Yeah, I, I literally had to grab my phone sometimes, run downstairs and go outside and just sing it to the phone. Oh, yeah, because like... you don't want to disturb any outside so you... <laughs> yes, it good. it did come back and hear it and be like, okay, I got I got my vocal arrangement. I remember a little bit of where. Okay, now these are the words and stuff. It it's the weirdest thing. Sounds like we might have to try a collab someday. <laughs> we might have to. Yeah. Uh, but um, because we know that you have a show tonight. Uh, would or you like to promote you, that? Do you do oh. you have that? Still have the show tonight, or did that end up I, getting? I, I don't. Um, oh, okay. I don't even remember which show. <clears throat> oh, okay. Talking about if 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 uh, if I did it, it 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 had gotten canceled. At least I okay. hope so. Yeah. Anybody yeah. out there, let me know if I'm yeah. expecting me to play anywhere tonight. <laughs> <laughs> well, are what, you? Do you remember? Uh, no, I don't oh. remember. I I think it was just it was like one of those things where you were it was a possibility and I but I wasn't sure. Yeah, I there's been yeah, a lot I, of those. I was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because I know, cause, yeah, because I know like things had changed a little bit here. So you know, a lot of places mm-hmm. obviously still opened back up. So I wasn't sure, but yeah, I I should have I should have uh, got that across that 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 I don't know for a fact, but. Because it, it was something that was possible, I guess. But yeah. Well, yeah. How was how has your quarantine time been before everything well, opened up? If if it wasn't for the quarantine time, I I don't think those two songs, my two new ones, would have happened. I I think mm-hmm. I I really think uh, so. I guess you know, there's a lot of negativity that's happened with this with this this virus, this this world mm-hmm. events, but. Um, um, you know, I guess I always try to look at the positive and, and for me personally, that was one positive outcome that, uh, mm-hmm. come, came to the, and, and, uh, I guess I was fortunate enough to, to have that work out and happen. Um, mm-hmm. I, I'm, I'm a pretty busy guy when it comes to music with the, with the <laughs> cover band productions and, and, and playing mm-hmm. and stuff. And, and, um. You know, pretty much every weekend I got something going on. Both yeah. Days, sometimes even on a Thursday night too. 
and that kind of burns me out on on playing and 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 writing and stuff so it's so even if i physically have time to do that it's just kind of the getting out the guitars is just a little more uh, you know when i played it for four hours straight two days in a row all weekend it's just kind of like kind of want to take a break from it mm-hmm. so without having that exhaustion of of all that going on it was you know after, after a couple of weeks of no shows you know i I backed up my truck to my garage and I loaded all my equipment down in the studio and everything's down here now. I don't, you know, and <laughs> just have a couple friends over, have a couple beers and there's the guitars and magic starts happening. Yeah. Um, what about your date nights? Did, you know, have you been able to have any? Date uh, night. Date nights? Yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, she, she doesn't think we have enough of those and maybe, maybe we don't. I'm kind of boring. <laughs> um, <laughs> We did have a, a a dinner last night with Aww. my parents, so I don't know if that's considered a date night, but <laughs> it was. It feels like it was a way to get away from music and create, and just be like, ah, I'm with my baby, I'm with my fam. Yeah, uh, you know, we we try to. It hasn't been some. Well, the restaurants have been closed, but um, before before restaurants being closed, me and Jenna kind of try to do a Friday night. You know, Friday night. Mm-hmm fish fry thing that's kind of mm-hmm. been a thing of last year if i didn't have a show or sometimes my shows on friday i don't have to be there till late so we can still catch an early five o'clock dinner or something mm-hmm. and and that was kind of our thing now the restaurants are closed so so that hasn't been so much of a thing i've been doing the mm-hmm. cooking at home on fridays um which what have you been making like on, fr- on fridays fish <laughs> I'm, a, I'm yeah a big, i'm a big fish fan i'm, I'm yeah one wisconsin thing that's i'm a fish fry guy yeah so. midwest midwest you know like the fish yep. fry on fridays it's, yes that I, is true i call it it's, fish fry but um ironically i actually prefer the baked haddock or the yeah. baked cod i i it's healthier and i actually if i had to choose i do like the fried fish once in a while mm-hmm. yeah um, you know to change it up but if I had to choose, even when I was a kid, I've I've always I always liked the bake the baked bake. paddock that you dip in the butter. That's yep. that's that's what that's what I've always liked. I prefer <laughs> that, especially yeah, when it's got too much breading. When I was a kid, I'd always peel it off and my mom uh-huh. laugh like like that's the best part. And I'm like, no, the fish is the best part. <laughs> I tell yeah. yeah, a lot of us in Illinois yeah. we do uh, boneless catfish. And we do spaghetti, and that's the only time that I could put like hot sauce on spaghetti, or even do hot sauce oh, on spaghetti and uh, catfish. Hot, hot sauce is something I miss. I I used to put it on everything, and like the hottest sauce. And um, mm-hmm. in the last several years, I I get uh, stomach issues if I eat too much. Even even now, if I have even just a little bit of it, it um, it, it it ends up hurting later. So I don't. Uh, I can't really partake in it anymore. Really, I really miss that. Yeah, yeah just, I know. fingers I don't know. crossed. Fingers <laughs> crossed that never yep. happens to me. One, right. those, <laughs> I love it too much. It's either one of those old age things, or it could be that I just I I I, I was really uh really nuts with that stuff. I mean, I would get one of those industrial Tabasco sauce, you know, mm-hmm. the big one. Yeah, that would be gone in a month, like. What? How? Oh, I just dumped that stuff on everything. Like, 
Egg. And I and I wonder if 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 that's why I can't have it anymore. If I just had too much of it in my days and <laughs> your wife's just like not today, <laughs> not today, Satan. <laughs> I I will say though, um, at the time when we when those would go up quickly, I, I lived with my sister and she was she was kind of in the same phase. We were both just like, you know, I couldn't I couldn't make a meal without that Tabasco sauce being out there. It was it's addicting. Yeah. It's weird. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. Like I just, yeah, I love hot sauce on like, everything. <laughs> like I remember it, like I, I couldn't eat certain foods without like, I, I, it was like, you know, like it was really addicting. I had to have that, that stuff on there. <laughs> My friend, he puts hot sauce in ramen and I'm just like, are you oh, serious? Yeah. <laughs> Chili powder and ramen. Oh yeah. I used to pound uh, jalapenos, you name it. Uh, yeah. Uh, uh, I, yeah. I can't do a lot of hot sauce because it burns. It yeah, I, I can't really nose. do it. A little bit of sauce I can do if it's not mm-hmm. like not like whole peppers, like seeds. The seeds really kill me. If yeah. I like, like if I, the the you know the the pepper seeds. That's what mm-hmm. I think. That's yeah. I think that's where all that comes from anyway. But those yeah. like those like settle in my stomach and those really uh really hurt later. Yeah, <laughs> I, I I still can if I if I'm very 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 bad, just a couple little drops of salt. But the problem is, I can't just have a cup. Like it's it always yeah. ends up. I got to pour it on. And it has a- <laughs> ah, well, uh, we will be letting you go. Uh, okay, Jesse, Jesse, you have any questions for uh? Um, yeah. no, I think I think we we covered quite a bit. <laughs> but yeah, yeah. All, all the way down to the hot sauce. <laughs> yeah. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but uh, Corey, anything in the chat or anything you have to add or a- ask? Uh, no. People just really enjoyed this because, like, we kind of got away from games for a little bit. Because uh, <laughs> I mean that that's hey, why people. I wanted were... to say say one thing about games before. Yes. Go ahead. Um, what's really funny is back when I was a kid, I I loved video games like mm-hmm. Nintendo and. And I still would play those once in a while if I had a system. And that's when it was weird to like video games. And then mm-hmm. it became normal to like video games. And like kind of, it's kind of like, I feel like I'm weird because I don't know video games. And don't, <laughs> so I was always weird. Yeah. I was weird when it was weird <laughs> to be a gamer. And now I'm weird because I'm not a gamer. <laughs> which, which I just is- thought that was funny. Well, and definitely there has been music gangs for systems where you actually create music. Um, oh, yeah, oh, I, yeah. I, I guess that doesn't surprise me. That would, that yeah, would I mean, yeah. Well, right now the biggest one is like, Are you talking about like, uh, you remember Mario Paint? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like there was a part in Mario Paint. I remember you could make songs. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. like, and and I would. I was like, man, this is like a recording program back then. Because like, <laughs> back then you didn't have computers and, and any software that would do anything like that. That was actually pretty intense back then. That, that was pretty cool. I remember thinking that. Yeah. yeah. And Corey, what you what were you saying? Uh, oh, I was, just, I was just saying, like, Ubisoft makes a guitar. Like, they teach you how to play the guitar, and it's called Rocksmith. And they mm. actually... Yeah, <laughs> uh, it came out in 2014, and they actually just wrapped up all of their teaching tools uh, last fall, I think. So, uh, yeah, you actually plug a real guitar into oh, the console, we, and then you actually have to play the music. And I, ah, can't you like so producer like, make music in it? 
Um, I I don't know. See, I've I've never played it, so I I, yeah. I don't know. But uh, apparently, it's a pretty it's a pretty basic guitar teaching tool, but it's pretty accessible because you can oh. plug in any guitar uh, as long as you have a USB dongle to it and. Uh, yeah, it, it teaches you how to play real songs, you know. So it's, it's pretty interesting. But yet, once again, the way technology is going, not surprising at all. Yeah, no. Yeah, because Court got some things with Nintendo. Like they have oh, some yeah. stuff on their 3DS, and definitely not with Switch um, being popular. Even in Animal Crossing, you mentioned Mario Party. Animal Crossing, which is a big thing now, Switch has that kind of music. Uh, functionality. So people have mm-hmm. been making like Lady Gaga songs or Ariana Grande songs. <laughs> it's, and it's just like awesome. it's amazing to hear all of that, you know? Yeah. And awesome. everything. yeah. <clears throat> well so, and like and one of the one of the one of my favorite games is uh it, that I always bring up every single time we talk about music. Uh, there's a game called Rhyme and like now, you know, what's amazing is a lot of uh, soundtracks for games you can actually listen to on Spotify and mm-hmm. stuff. And and the the soundtrack for Rhyme, like the the game itself, like you're playing, but there is no narrative. There's no there's no voice. There's no nothing. And <clears throat> they, uh, Dave, who who did the like all the music for that. Uh, game like it's you know it's the music in a lot of games that actually makes the story get told and and you feel how the story's being told and so that's why like you know as a as a lover of music why I have like it's just one of the big reasons why I still love games today is there's it's very music driven a lot of games yeah. And it's it's amazing how they can tell the story without no words, no nothing. It's just the music. That's that, why that's really following you along. So. Yeah, that's why everybody wanted that Tony Hawk remaster one and two. They wanted that mm-hmm. soundtrack to be I, like this I, game. I remember that Tony Hawk. I remember that yep. back in the day. Yeah, it's yep. coming. It's coming back yep. in. Uh, yeah. They already. Uh, Corey was, mentioned that they already have the Spotify. Yeah, it was, ahead, so, it was so important that soundtrack to that. Like that game was so important because of that soundtrack. You know, I got so many people into into new types of music, and you, uh, mm-hmm. you just like every time you hear a song, like every time I hear one of the songs from the Tony Hawk soundtrack, it's like oh, I remember like trying to grind this rail down the mall yep. <laughs> or whatever. <laughs> you know, like it just. Yep. Uh, but it was so important, and they—I think they nailed nailed it pretty much. There's some songs missing, but they they got the core music in there though. So mm-hmm. uh, I just, I just oh, remember yeah. people were like, "No Goldfinger, no sale." <laughs> was that hashtag yeah. going around? <laughs> yeah. All right. Well, well, everybody, that is going to do it for one v one. Once again, John, go ahead and plug again. Thank you. Check me out. Check my new music out. JohnTylerStar.com. That's J-O-N-T-Y-L-E-R-S-T-A-R-R.com. Yes. And you can check my new music out on Spotify, Apple Music, your favorite platform, TikTok, you name it. It's out there. should be. Yes. Nice. Jesse, where can we find you? Uh, you can find me almost everywhere as Phantom NXS, including now TikTok. I started oh, I started gosh. getting into not not for consumption, more for production. I just sure. <laughs> I had, all, had all these videos and just little things that I took with my phone and I'm like, you know what? I wonder if I could do something funny with this and 
you know, like I, I don't know. There's, I did something where it was like my recording of the, one of the robots that talks in the beginning of when you're going through the Star Wars ride at Disney World. Um, I, I had recorded that and then I made it look like he was telling a joke, like, cause there was just, or whatever, just things like that. Just weird things, things with my kids, a lot of animal stuff on there, just animals like with funny things over them or, or whatever. So, but yeah, so. All right. Well, I'm going to let y'all go. Cause I got to use the restroom. That was, a, that, <laughs> yeah. was, that was a long interview, but it was, it was really fun. Yeah. So yeah. I really appreciate you guys. Yeah, and I'll, and I'll and I'll definitely uh, um, keep in contact with you because yeah, like once shows or, or anything's going on, like I said, I'd love to go, you know, talk with Geoff and stuff again, yeah. and and uh, Sounds great. you know, it just do it between doing this every weekend, like we we're busting our butts to constantly get stuff out, and kids, I just like I don't go to movies anymore. I don't yeah. I don't do any of that stuff. So. Well, well, make it happen one of these days. Yeah. Uh, you, can, you can find Corey at I am Corey in HD or, uh, yes, and you can find me at that Retro Code. Everybody, once again, thank you for watching what we want. Thank you, John, for coming to the show. Thank you. We thank will you for see having you guys. I had a lot of fun. Yes, we will see you next time on 1v1. Bye, everybody. Goodbye. <laughs>